Welcome to Starting Points, a podcast designed to help start or restart your study of the Word of God. Each week we look at different books or major sections of the Bible. This week we will look at one of the most widely read books of the Bible and one of the most controversial, the book of Leviticus. Leviticus is an interesting book. Like all the first five books of the Bible, it was written by, or primarily by, Moses. Moses, uh, of course, is the the guy who, you know, led the people across the Red Sea, uh, Ten Commandments, the whole bit. And so the book of Genesis tells the people how we got here. This is the story of beginnings and and. For us, it's like the beginning of the world, but for the people, it's really more about the, the beginning of the world wasn't their main concern. It was how they got there as a people. And then the book of Exodus says, hey, this is what's going on right now. Uh, we're getting out of captivity, and we are heading towards the promised land. And then the books of Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomies deal with the journey there and what's going to happen when we get there, establishing the laws that will govern this new nation. So, uh, Moses, of course, wrote uh, the book of Leviticus as he wrote the first five books. And what it's about, it's about the laws, customs, and ordinances of the nation concerning public worship, public conduct, and personal responsibility. I'm going to say that again. Public worship, public conduct, and personal responsibility. Uh, the first part of the book is chapters 1 through 7. That deals with five specific offerings, um, the burnt offerings, the meat offerings, the peace offerings, the sin offerings, and the trespass offerings, and all of the laws concerning them. Uh, Chapters 8 through 10 are the laws specifically about the priests. Chapters 11 through 22 are the laws that govern the people. Uh, Chapter 23 is about holy holidays, you know, um, Yom Kippur, uh, Day of Atonement, that kind of thing. Uh, Chapter 24 through 26 uh, is the future laws for the promised land. So, Everything in, in the book up to chapter 24 was stuff that was applicable to them then and there as well as when we got into the promised land. Chapter 24 through chapter 26 were laws that really dealt with things that weren't going to be applicable until they got into the promised land. And then chapter 27 uh, is the law that deals with offerings and tithes. Now, one of the questions we ask every week is, what's the human story? Because the Bible is if nothing else, it's a story about humanity. I think I've said it before in multiple different places, Sunday mornings, 20-minute Bible study. The Bible is primarily about Jesus. Jesus is the hero of the Bible. The Bible is about God's creation of this world and his work to save the world that he created that rebelled against him. That being said, the Bible is also full of human stories. And the human story in the book of Leviticus is how we live before God and how we live in relation to one another. How do we prosper? How do we help others to prosper or to flourish? Now, the other question we ask, I mean, you you say, well, how do the laws help me to prosper and to flourish? Well, it's very simple. If we do what God says, it will go well for us. The Bible is full of that, uh, these, these promises. In fact, uh, you know, in, in the book of uh, Ephesians in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul writes about how, you know, the command to honor your parents comes with a promise. Honor your father and mother, and it will go well for you in the land. This idea of, hey, if you listen to the wisdom of those who have gone before you, then you'll know the way to live and to walk. 
if we walk in the wisdom of God, how many problems and troubles would be avoided if we had just done what God had wanted us to do in the first place? Now, landmines. That's a question we ask. What are the landmines in the book? Uh, you know, what are the things that kind of come up as controversial issues or things we don't understand or things people disagree about? How much time do you have? You might remember that last year we did a study, a series of studies on Sunday morning called the 10 least read books of the Bible. Because, you know, with computers and Bible apps and everything, they can kind of track, you know, hey, uh, version, Bible.com, Bible Gateway, BibleHub.com. Uh, I use Bible Gateway a lot. I read version on my phone. Uh, you know, I use Logos and I use Blue Letter Bible. There's a lot of different ways that people can track. And so they put out kind of a list. These are the books of the Bible that people go to the least. It's not like nobody's reading them, but we know that m- more people are reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as it should be, uh, than are reading, you know, uh, second or third John or uh, Habakkuk or, you know, what surprised me most on that list was Jonah. And uh, you can go back in our podcast feeds and, and find where we went through that. And I talked about why I thought it was on the least read look book. But you know, when I told people we were going to do the 10 least read books of the Bible, almost universally people said, oh, Leviticus, that'll be one of them. It's not. In fact, it's one of the most read books of the Bible. Maybe not start to finish, but in terms of people searching for verses or parts of the, book of the books of the Bible, Leviticus is up there and it's because of the landmines. It's because there are so many things that uh, are, are discussed and debated that are in Leviticus. People read it all the time. Now, one of the things that we have is trouble clarifying is which law is which. Remember I said that these laws were concerning public worship, public conduct, and personal responsibility, that there were some laws that dealt with things that were right away for the people and some laws that dealt for when they got into the promised land. Well, which law is which? And which law applies to us now and which law doesn't? There's a law in the book of Leviticus that says that I can't eat shrimp or bacon. So by implication, bacon-wrapped shrimp is doubly bad, even though it's doubly delicious. Um, Why is it that I feel totally fine eating bacon-wrapped shrimp? Why is it that I have no issue not living, you know, with a kosher diet Uh, And yet, I still believe that Christians should follow the law of God. Well, the reason is, is that there are universal laws. You know, the Ten Commandments is about as universal as you get. Don't worship false gods. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't lie. You know, the Ten Commandments is, is about as universal as you could possibly get. Those are laws that every person ought to follow. But then there are national laws, like there were laws about how they were supposed to set up their boundaries and laws about how they were supposed to do this thing and that thing. And in the original Christians in the first century, they were trying to figure out because the first Christians were almost universally Jewish. And then as the gospel began to spread throughout the world and non-Jewish people became Christians, they had to figure out, okay, so what are things that the non-Jewish Christians have to follow and what are things that the Jewish Christians still should follow because they're Jewish and that's just their culture or what are things that we don't have to follow, Jewish or non-Jewish, we just don't have to follow it anymore because that's under the old covenant. And, and so there's whole books of the Bible. The book of Galatians is really devoted to figuring out what are things I have to follow and what are things I don't. The book of Romans deals heavily with this issue. 
uh, even even the the gospels. You know, we talked about it with with Matthew. You can go back and see in our study of the of Matthew uh, on Sunday mornings. What rules do I have to follow? It was just a few weeks ago. What's a national law? A law that if I was in the land of Israel in that day, I have to follow because I was in their land. And what's a universal law? We have trouble clarifying national versus universal or a civic versus religious law. Like some of the laws given in the book of Leviticus are just public health guidelines. Like, hey, if you have a weird skin rash, uh, go out of town for seven days. Because, you know, communicable diseases right now, like, isolate, right? I mean, that's what we've got going on in, with monkeypox. It's a communicable, communicable skin disease, uh, issue. Isolate. Keep yourself isolated and you won't have an issue. Um, again, national laws versus universal. What's a law that a person living in that nation would have to follow versus a law that everyone should follow? And then there are awkward laws. Chapter 18 of the book of Leviticus is about as awkward as you get. Chapter 18 deals with bestiality. That's awkward. By the way, you have to have a law for that because it happens. Don't kid yourself. When I lived in Europe, I remember um, I was living in Europe, early 2000s, and uh, I forget which country, if it was Denmark or Holland or who it was, but one of the countries finally outlawed bestiality. And... um, and then they found that um, veterinarians were reporting uh, a massive amount of abuse cases of animals right after that law was passed. And it was like, oh my goodness, what is going on over there? Uh, but this is, these are the, the, the real things that people deal with. So there's awkward things and there's controversial things. Chapter 18 is also the one that deals with homosexuality. And I'm not comparing the two. Don't, don't mishear me there. But the, the idea is that there are things that we are still trying to figure out. No one's questioning bestiality, by the way, but I'm just saying, like, we're still trying to figure out things that are, are there. So these are the landmines you're going to have to deal with. I will say this. You will always find somebody who will tell you, you you can just ignore everything in the book of Leviticus. And then you will always find somebody who tells you you have to pay attention and follow everything in the book of Leviticus. I don't agree with either of those points of view. There are things in the book of Leviticus that are still applicable today. There are principles in the book of Leviticus that we can apply to our lives, even though it might look differently. And there are things in the book of Leviticus that are not applicable because we don't live in Israel in that time. We aren't under the old covenant. We're under the covenant of grace. Like there's, there's, there's all kinds of things. What I'm saying is you will always find somebody who tells you what you want to hear. You will always find somebody who tells you what you want to hear. I want to find somebody who's going to tell me the truth. What does the book clear up? The biggest thing the book clears up is it's basically like Moses, well, God through Moses saying to the people, hey, remember all that stuff that the patriarchs did? You know, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob's 12 sons. You remember all the stuff that they did? You remember how Abram, before he was Abraham, he took multiple wives? Uh, Do you remember how like, Esau and Jacob, they didn't really like each other. In fact, they were like deceiving and lying to each other. Do you remember how uh, Jacob's 12 sons uh, basically murdered a whole town? Stuff like that. Don't do that. Yeah, that's basically what Leviticus is. It's clearing up the stuff that you read in Genesis, the stuff that you read in Exodus, where the people were doing all kinds of stuff that God's like, don't do that. In fact, specifically these things, do not do those things. Now, the question I always want to know is where is Jesus seen? 
In Leviticus, we see all that Jesus fulfills. He is our final sacrifice. There's whole sections of the book that deal with the sacrifices, the, the, the laws of, of atonement and, and repentance. But you know what? It didn't work more than like every year you had to go sacrifice another animal. Every year you had to go repent again. Jesus' sacrifice was once and for all. He is our priest. I don't need somebody to go to God for me because Jesus goes on my behalf and on your behalf before the Father. He brings us to true righteousness. You know, I can try my best to follow the law. And you read the book of Leviticus and you go, I didn't do that. We're studying uh, 1 Samuel right now in the 20-minute Bible study. People don't do a good job of doing what God wants them to do. Jesus brings us to true righteousness through the power of his Spirit. We see humanity's great need for Jesus and all of the sins he has saved us from. We see all of the ways in which people fall short. There's a story, I'll close with this, there's a story in the book of Nehemiah where they found the full total scripture that they had up to that point. And they had parts of it, but it, it had, you know, during the Babylonian captivity, they had, they had lost it and they found it and they began to read it. And they begin to weep. And they specifically were reading things like the book of Leviticus. And they begin to weep and mourn and repent. Because they saw their need for the righteousness of God. And that is fulfilled and found fully through Jesus and his work and his death and his resurrection. So the book of Leviticus is a wonderful book. It is a book that points us to Jesus. It is a book that causes a lot of discussion and debate. And it's a book that is worthy of our time and study. I want to thank you for joining us again for another episode of Starting Points. New episodes are released on Monday through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, and faithonhill.com. All of our podcasts are available on these platforms in both audio and video versions, depending on where you're getting them. We gather as a church every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m., both in person and online, and we gather in small groups throughout the week, you can email smallgroups at faithonhill.com for more information. My name's Adam. I'm the pastor at Faith on Hill, and I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Starting Points.